Hello again, awesomers. Your old buddy, Steve Simonson, and we're coming back today with another Founder Foundations miniseries episode. Today, we're going to talk about your geographic targeting. Now, this may, on the surface, seem very simple. And you say, well, gosh, I, Steve, uh, I don't need any help on geographic targeting. Uh, I sell in um, you know, England, or I sell in the United Kingdom at large, or I sell in the United States. Uh, or you may even say, I'm one of those uh, cross-border guys uh, and gals. I, I, you know, I sell in the all of the EU and the US and Canada, right? So uh, I don't want you to get caught up in why the geography that you do now is relevant. I want to talk about the overall big picture of geography and how that is important to you. So firstly, we have to take into consideration, you know, when you're building a brand, your your trading zone, the area that you're selling in, is eminently uh, important. And there are both tactical reasons why you need to make the selection carefully and then strategic reasons uh, why you need to make it uh, uh, carefully. So when we are all starting in business, uh, particularly, let's just think of it as e-commerce, we say, you know what? Um, I just need to sell something and I'm in this market or I've determined that the United States is the biggest market. So I'm going to focus on that market. And so no matter where you're at, uh, I've got many friends uh, all across the world. Uh, there's a big bunch of great sellers in Estonia and sellers in England and sellers in you know um, Israel that are all selling in the United States. That's their only sales market. And fair enough, that's where they chose to begin and they're they're killing it there. I have other sellers uh, and friends who are like, I only sell in Germany and that's where it's at for me. Still others may say, you know what? I'm just a Japanese-based business and that's where I'm at and I have no intentions of changing that. My point here is that there are many reasons why you start where you start and that's fine. We're not here to question any of that. Uh, what I do want to challenge you at as you start thinking about this leadership series is where are you going to find levers of growth? Okay, so you already have a product. So on a tactical level, you say, well, gosh, if I could sell this thing and I could sell it outside of the, the my current market, and for the sake of this discussion, let's just say we're selling in the United States of America. Uh, this is the biggest uh, market, uh, the biggest consumer market, uh, at least by uh, aggregate numbers. And we can all argue about, you know, how much the China market or India market is or whatever. But if you're selling online, U.S. is still the biggest market. Now you say, but I want to sell in more marketplaces. The, the most obvious answer, uh, are you selling in other channels in that uh, area first? So before you move outside the United States, have you looked at other channels within the United States or at least within North America? So again, for the sake of discussion, um, you know, we're selling in the United States for this example, and we would like to expand to uh, Canada and Mexico. And we're gonna we're already selling on Amazon FBA, so we'll just use the Amazon uh, NARF program, uh, which allows you to sell into Canada, Mexico out of U.S.-based stock. Kind of minimizes your your uh, registration requirements and makes it really easy on you. But it's also a shadow of an actual effective marketing program. 
And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the point of today's episode. When you are defining your target markets, you're making decisions about the utilization of that market. So if you just take the easy way with NARF as an example, you're not really hitting that market in the most effective way you could. In fact, you, you're just kind of throwing it on because it was convenient. Uh, and I want you guys to think about the meaningful impact something could have to your business by, by means of expansion. And you know what would it look like if you actually followed through and, and did the appropriate compliance for Canada and Mexico in this example, and, and did the appropriate um, uh, regionalization or what's better termed localization for language in Mexico, for example, and even Canada, uh, how would that look? And how would your impact to customers be better? And how would they react to that improved experience? Uh, like, are they buying more frequently? Are they happy? All of these questions are, th those are strategic level questions. Other strategic things like, hey, we're going to sell in Canada. We better have our packaging right. It has to be in English and French. And golly, if we're going to sell in Mexico, we may as well have Spanish on there. So now you got your package in three different languages. And, you know, how does that look and how does that, you know, impact you? All of these are, by the way, problems that have been solved by others and you can learn from them. The old uh, R&D method of learning. Everybody who's kept score in the awesomers world knows that R&D means rip off and duplicate. Ladies and gentlemen, not research and development. Why should you reinvent the wheel when everybody else who's come before you has already done so much of the heavy lifting? Uh, now, we say that uh, tongue in cheek. We don't actually mean duplicate precisely what they're doing. And in other words, copy your competition. That's uh, idiotic. But we do mean learn and be inspired by what your competition is doing. And you better be aware of what they're doing. And uh, even outside of your competitive landscape, take the best practices of other people who have already solved this problem and let them be part of your solution. They're informing your ultimate solution by uh, this R&D process. Uh, now, my whole point of bringing this up is by establishing where you are now and where your strategic objective tells you you need to be in the future, you can decide if advancing into additional geographic markets makes sense. There's a cost to it. There's a time element to it. There's a frustration element to it. And you need to be conscious of these choices and not just do it willy-nilly. Now, the great news is there are lots of wonderful resources to help you expand internationally, both in terms of shipping, which many people are kind of aware of, and customs clearance, right? People are aware of that, right? So there's both the physicality of shipping, but there's also the, the paperwork of you know importing and um, certificate of origin and you know importer of record and those types of uh, points, but also then from outside of the shipping into governmental compliance. Like, hey, um, you know, in Canada, you're going to have to start collecting GST, and what does that mean? And you're also paying it. What does that mean? And and how do those things reconcile themselves? So there are great service providers, and you can go over to empowery.com and go to the the partner directory there and find some of the international uh, folks, the companies who are dedicated to making that easier for you. And many of these companies have already 
like many of them have their own warehouses. Many of them have their own departments that will help you get products in and out of countries. Now, I'll give you another very brief example. But if you are in the United Kingdom, you Brexited, right? Uh, you're already aware of this, but for those who uh, keep being scorer that may not be aware, um, that once Brexit happened, now the EU has import-export restrictions from the United Kingdom into the EU and vice versa. Things going from the EU into the UK also have similar restrictions and not just customs compliant, but paperwork and other types of things, processes that must be followed. So this goes beyond just VAT, which is already a, a bit of a pain, and into the practical, how does this work in real life? And all of these companies really are dedicated to making that part of the problem very easy for you. And I think the cost is quite modest, especially if you're going to do uh, a reasonable amount of business. Now, by the way, this part of this lesson, it cannot be ignored. When you are trying to define your geographic targets, not understanding there's a cost to go into each market, a cost of compliance, a cost of you know, packaging or whatever the, the costs are. There's laws in Germany, for example, about how your package must be disposed of and, and you're going to pay some penalty for that if it's made of certain things. Um, I, again, I'm trying to stay out of the tactical level. But the whole point is, if you don't realize that there's a cost to it, th this is more than just simply saying, yeah, that sounds good. Let's uh, sell the same thing in another market. Then you're, you're just not prepared. That's all. Uh, and I, believe me, I've done many things I'm not prepared for. And part of the objective of this series is to prepare you and so that you don't walk in and uh, get uh, gobsmacked by the amount of new things that you must uh, prepare yourself to deal with. So my whole point here is that you need to be thoughtful about what geography or geographies are necessary for you to Obtain and accomplish your strategic objective. Uh, again, for the sake of example, if your strategic objective shows that you're going to, you know, multiply your company by three or four or ten times in the next several years, and you're not on your way to doing it, you should take a look if geography will help you, versus just adding more products. There, there's lots of levers that you have in your business. One lever is selling the same stuff in more places, right? Meaning geographies. Another is selling your stuff in more sales channels within the same geography. Another one is just selling more products in the same places you're already selling, right? All of these things are different levers in your business. And so even though these things are, are often just skimmed over, ah, I know my geography, I'm already selling here. I tried you know, the EU a long time ago and it didn't work. Like I want you to, I want you to drop all that baggage right now, and I want you to just think about it in terms of your strategic objective, and then come up with a time to review it. You know, are you satisfied with it how it is now, and is that establishing you adequately for the future? If not, set a time to review. Maybe that time is a month because it's urgent and you're already midway through it, or maybe that time is a year, or maybe it's three years. Maybe it's never. I don't really care what the answer is. I care that you find out that answer. That's what I'm saying today. So everybody, don't think um, in terms of the, the biases that you have. I, I really encourage you to drop those biases and 
and think of this from a very strategic level and a you know high management level and take the time to give yourself you know make sure you relearn the things you've already think that you know and that includes things about uh, geographic targeting of your customers thanks again everybody i appreciate you and uh, if you appreciate us please go subscribe like share notify button um, leave comments too, by the way. I think comments are something that uh, apparently amplify the signal. So let's comment it. Yeah, let's do it. Thanks, everybody. See you later. Bye-bye.